Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. People of the internet, welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight we are debating which is the better ethical foundation. And we are starting, uh, I'm sorry, which is the better ethical foundation, Christianity or atheism? And we are starting right now. So uh, we have T-Jump Crossing Swords with Ken Ami. Each person is going to get 10 minutes for their opening statement. And let me add them to the stream. How you fellas doing tonight? Good. Thank you for having us. Potato. Uh, <laughs> we didn't talk about who was going to go first tonight, actually. So um, which yeah, one of you wants free. to go first? You want to go first, T-Jump? Damn it. Uh, no. No? Okay. Ken? Neither do I. <laughs> Nobody wants to go first. Well, <laughs> we'll debate about <laughs> Well. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, Ken, at your first word, I will put 10 minutes on the clock. Oh. Okay. So, uh... Bereshit Barai Elohim Hashemayim Ba'era Eretz. It's generally been translated as, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And for one, it provides us a de novo prediction of the components of our universe, what makes it up, verifiable by the latest um, scientific methods, which is a time-space-matter continuum, right? In the beginning time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth, matter. And so it presents us with a God who is wholly other, right? Completely uh, distinct, not subject to time, space, and matter. So he is the objective to our subjective and the absolute to our tentative and the extrinsic to our intrinsic and the universal to our mundane, right? So then we notice that God having created time, and it proceeds forth the evening and the morning, the evening and the morning, evening and the morning. Incidentally, that's why we Jews have traditionally held to a lunar calendar. And so this is linear time functioning, purposefully so, because it was created. And so we find that cause is followed by effect, right? So that um, provides us a premise for induction. And uh, yeah, linear time. I tell you, it's just one thing after another, you know what I mean? Now, uh, biblically, we're also provided with various imperatives, such as that we should gain knowledge, we should seek wisdom, we should know truth, and so that we ought to adhere to truth, because truth is purposefully created. And so this provides us a premise for various things, such as... Uh, adhering to logic because of course logic is a part of the furniture of the universe that some would um, describe it it's um, a description of how reality functions and then it would be um, prima facie that uh, the one who gives life has something to say about the life that was given now when it comes to god we're dealing with a triune being 
right? One being and what some would term three persons. Uh, some have described as one what and three who's. And so God has eternally enjoyed relationships, right? He's a relational being by nature. His very ontology is um, the ethos. And these relationships are free of conflict because there's only one God, but they are also truly dynamic because there are three persons who consist of in the Godhead. And so when God creates humanity, he imparts, he, uh, some would call it front loads, he communicates uh, his relational nature to us and to his creation. I mean, there's everything that exists really enjoys some kind of relationship, whether it's emotional or biochemical or gravitational, you name it. And so the, we're dealing with God's very nature and essence when it comes to his creation of humanity being made in his image. And these relations are vertical humanity to God and then horizontal humanity to humanity. And, but the point is that the vertical relationships are providing the premise for the horizontal ones. Um, now, when it comes to the issue we're debating tonight, uh, I thought to mention that uh, etymologically, ethics technically refers to the ethos and the ethos are prescriptions of what people ought to do. And so by definition, that would be object, uh, objective, um, absolute, universal, etc. Whereas morality re would refer to the mores, which it merely describes whatever it happens to be that people are doing. And so by definition, morality in that case would be situational, subjective, tentative, etc. Um, but that's really not so much about terminology. It's more about the concepts, right? Um, because some people would call ethics a body of morals. Other people would describe what I defined as ethics as objective morality or universal morality or absolute morality. It's, it doesn't really matter what we call it as long as we recognize that there's two categories we're dealing with. One are those things that people just happen to be doing, whatever it might happen to be. And the other thing are the things that people ought to be doing. And part of how we get a clue about the difference <laughs> is that uh, humanity as a whole has agreed on certain basics, uh, regardless of chronology, geography, theology, or supposed like thereof, right? So sort of like, uh, regardless of where people have lived, regardless of when they have lived, regardless of what they believed in, there's certain basics that everyone has always agreed on. And so, I mean, we could call them one and two or A and B or cucumber and chinchilla. It's just really not about uh, solidifying uh, word usage. I mean, it would be nice because it would assuage a lot of confusion, but the point is to recognize these different categories. So now on um, the atheist view, we have a universe from nothing, by nothing, to nothing, for nothing. 
although I'm aware that a lot of atheists have taken to use the word nothing to mean something. So yeah, there are atheists who believe in an eternally existing uncaused first cause, uh, which then was acted upon by nothing and then made everything without meaning. Something like that. We might have to see to which uh, atheist cosmogenic myth Tom adheres. Uh, that's followed by a very long series of happy accidents that just so happens to result in uh, us accidentally developing the accidentally emotively subjective ability to interpret the accidental byproducts of biochemical neurochemistry that are determined by the accidental laws of thermodynamics and physics within an accidentally existing brain within an uh, accidental existence whereby there is no universal imperative to adhere to the emotively subjective interpretations of the accidental byproducts of biochemical neurochemistry that are determined by the accidental laws of thermodynamics and physics within an accidentally existing brain. So I'm really laying that out because I just have a feeling what we're going to hear tonight is Tom emoting. Right, we'll hear his uh, accidental ability to communicate his subjective interpretations of the accidental byproducts of his neurochemistry. And uh, well, I mean, you know, your friends and family signed up to deal with your emotions. I certainly didn't. So uh, I guess we'll have to see. And uh, I was thinking about how in our previous discussion, I pointed out to Tom that uh, on his worldview, truth is accidental. And by accidental, I mean not created, not designed, not the result of an, uh, a volitional goal, not a plan, but just that it happens to have happened and it just happens to have happened the way it happened so that it could have really happened any way. It just so happens to have happened this way here. So the truth is accidental as is our ability to discern it. There's no universal imperative to adhere to it, nor to demand that anyone else do so. And Tom had, I'll give him enough credit, that he had a moment of clarity and ended up being reduced to admitting that for him, this, whatever he's doing online, um, is for subjective fun and to make money. And again, I mean, uh, I'm glad you can have some fun. I certainly didn't sign up for uh, giving you any sort of uh, forum to have fun and don't certainly not for making money either. I mean, I'm not getting a single shekel out of this deal. I don't know how that's ethical, but uh, in fact, I'm not even getting a Subway sandwich out of this deal. You know, where's James when I need to slap him on the back of the head? And so there we have it. Uh, that's my opening of the two views and I'll hand it over to Tom. All right, thank you so much. And Tom, I will kick it over to you and I will start your timer at your first word. That was the most gibberish incoherent opening I think I've ever heard. Like there wasn't a single coherent sentence in there. Like argument, premise, premise, conclusion. It's very, very simple. Um, when we're talking about better ethical foundation, like the question is, is which works better, theism or atheism? And so you'd have to show that an invisible, all-powerful sky daddy, which we have no evidence for, could somehow qualify as a better basis for an ethical foundation than it being a higher order emergent property or law of physics or just any of the other things we know actually exist in the universe. So 
first you'd have to give some kind of reason to think that this thing exists at all and how it could possibly act as a grounds for morality. And to do that, you have to start with the evidence of what is the evidence of morality. And then you have to work from the evidence to a hypothesis, use the hypothesis to make a prediction, confirm the prediction. And then that's how you go from evidence to conclusion. Uh, he didn't show any of that. He just said a bunch of gibberish. I don't even know what he was even saying in the vast majority of the gibberish he said, but I'm going to need to hear from him how he goes from what is the evidence of morality and how do you go from that evidence and how does it indicate a God, how an invisible magical sky daddy could act as an objective basis for morality. Because I, I imagine we're talking about objective morality here, not just subjective. And if it was subjective, I mean, evolution would work better anyway, obviously. But um, so I don't, I don't, I didn't see anything in his opening that could actually qualify as if anything even remotely qualifying as an argument towards the conclusion that theism is a better foundation of ethics. So I got nothing to respond to there. Um, atheism is a better foundation. Like everything in atheism has a basis in reality. None of it's made up. It's based on science. Laws of nature are objective. They exist. So if morality was a law of nature, that would make sense. It would be objective. It would exist. It would apply to everyone without opinion. It would be a stance-independent model of morality, which is what objective morality is. So if it's based on a god, where it's an opinion of the god, it's a stance-dependent model of morality that makes it subjective by definition. So it would be, by definition, a worse model of morality. Um, uh, there is no evidence for theism whatsoever. There is tons and tons of evidence for higher-order emergent properties. And so a higher-order emergent property grounding morality is far more plausible than an invisible sky daddy. It'd be like a leprechaun. Um, the methodologies used in atheist models of morality are very simple. They start with the evidence, they create a hypothesis, they make, uh, make predictions based on that hypothesis, try to confirm the predictions. That's how it works. Theistic morality works the opposite way. You start with your invisible sky daddy as the conclusion, and then you try to make the evidence fit with absolutely no connecting data whatsoever. So again, he's going to have to answer those questions. Um, another reason that atheism is better is it actually addresses the moral dilemmas and philosophical problems. Theism doesn't. Like, in If you're trying to make a model of morality, you need to address the moral problems that we have in morality. And theism doesn't do that. It doesn't even attempt to do that. It's just like, whatever God says, that's the answer. Like, okay, well, how does that, how does that help us solve the, the moral problems? It gives us nothing. Um, and so until he can actually address the moral uh, paradoxes, like the Euthyphro dilemma, Gattel's, or G.E. Moore's open question argument, um, different variations of the trolley problem until he can show how God sky daddy answers those problems that he's not actually providing a model of morality in order to provide a model of morality. You have to answer the questions relevant to the field. Just saying, but sky daddy said so doesn't answer any of the questions. It's exactly like physics. If you want to have a model of a theory of the origin of the universe, you have to answer what is the perturbation density of the energy in space. You can't answer that. Then you don't have a model of the uh, origin of the universe. So, you have to answer the relevant questions to the field. And theism doesn't, as far as I know, do that. It doesn't answer any of the relevant questions. It doesn't account for moral intuition. It doesn't account for moral progress. It doesn't answer the moral dilemmas. It doesn't answer the philosophical problems that we have in the field, which is what we're trying to do when we create a model of morality. So for those three main reasons, uh, theism is trash. I'll conclude there. All right, thank you so much, Kijump, for that opening. And with that, we will go ahead and kick it into the open discussion. But before we do that, I just want to let you know, especially if it's your first time here on Modern Day Debate, that we are a neutral platform hosting debates on silence, science, religion, and politics. And we want you to feel welcome no matter what walk of life you're from. 
And if you have a question or a comment for one of tonight's debaters, fire into the old live chat and be sure to tag me at Modern Day Debate. Super chats will go to the top of the list. All we ask is that you keep it civil. Attack the argument and not the person as insults will not be read. And that goes for the general discourse in the live chat as well. Um, please show our debaters, the moderators, and each other the the respect that you guys deserve by not hurling personal attacks and insults. Our guests are linked in the description below, whether you're listening on YouTube or via the podcast. So if you like what you're hearing, please check out the links in the description below. Hit the subscribe button because we have plenty more live debates coming your way, including uh, on the 20, I'm sorry, the 21st at 7 p.m., we have Daniel Hakikachu is going to be locking horns and crossing swords with let me pull up the uh little ad that i have here Vosh on again september 21st at 7 p.m so subscribe like share so you can see that debate coming your way and with that we will go ahead and kick it to our interlocutors for the open discussion for i believe we have 45 minutes of open discussion set so at your first word, gentlemen, I will start your clock. Yeah, so Ken, can you give me an argument, premise, premise, conclusion of how theism is better? You're muted. Ken, you're muted. You got to unmute yourself, Ken. Uh, you know what? I might have it muted. Sorry. Oh. There you go. Okay. okay. There you go. So I think that uh, you were partly confused there. That was supposed to be an intro. That's what we agreed on, not a rebuttal. I'm happy to do both. Could you give me an argument now? Premise, premise, conclusion? Yeah, so I think you, uh, as a cheap debater's trick, you took advantage. Can we go to the topic? What is the topic? Argument, premise, premise, conclusion? Why do you think? Also, you are uh, attacking theism. I'm not representing theism. I'm uh, representing Christianity specifically. Oh, my God. Christianity is a type of theism, bro. Come on. Philosophy 101. You what is that's a category error? Not that it matters on atheism. What? And then you keep referring to morality. I would urge you to reread the title of this debate. We're debating ethics. Ethics and morality, your synonyms in philosophy, bro. Catch up on your basic philosophy. Uh, yes, but I it was weird. I just a couple minutes ago I uh, drew a distinction and I said it's important that we consider the two different categories of phenomena well i, I don't care what you've made up in your head i care about what's actually academically true in the field of philosophy so i care they they win you lose but still still waiting so, can you give me an argument premise premise conclusion why theism which atheism or christianity is a form of theism there is a god so that's the theism means a god um why that would be better Give me an argument, premise, premise, conclusion. Well, I'm going to take a page from the Tom Jump manner of argument, or rather debate, and tell you that I don't need to provide a syllogism. That's virtually a quotation from yourself. It's just an argument. Just, I, can, I can translate it into a syllogism. Give me the argument. Stop wasting time. Like you've had like five minutes and said nothing. So you should refer back to my introduction where I explained what you're pretending I didn't explain. I just literally finished explaining okay, that. Well, explain it. Make it an argument. Make it concise, like a sentence or two. This is the reason. Go. So you're incapable of comprehending something unless it's uh, spoon-fed to you in um, 
some I'm incapable of... of comprehending gibberish when it's gibberish. So try to make it not gibberish. Correct. Still so waiting, that's... still waiting for an argument. Like, oh my god, I've given an argument. It was very, very clear. Where is yours? Okay, so I'm not sure that this game you're playing is going to be very useful. You really the, the, need to. I'm asking you for a reason to believe the title of your side of the debate. That's the game I'm playing. Stop right. wasting time. So, Answer the topic of the debate. I Holy did in shit. my introduction. I'll refer you back to it. If you need to your wait introduction until. Introduction was gibberish. That's a mere assertion, not that it matters on atheism. That's, that's gibberish. Explain it again. So I'm just going to re-explain what I already explained since for Which some is literally reason. what I've been asking for the entire... Okay, we got to stop talking over each other, guys. Okay. No, I'm going to continue to talk over him until he answers the goddamn question. I'm just going to fucking bail because he needs to answer the fucking question. Uh, here we go. Um, with the emotive outbursts because Holy you're... Holy shit. Incapable. Answer the question, kid. Boy... What is your argument? Okay. So, I think since we have a God creating the universe and all that it contains, therefore he has some say in what occurs within it. And being an eternally relational being, he puts some of that relationship um, ethos within us. And that's what basically forms the basic for the ethics is that we ought to not just subjectively feel like it uh, based on a personal preference. We ought to be ethical and ethical refers to even what you do in private, in the dark, under a blanket, in your basement where nobody else would know about it. I mean, this is ethics. Okay. How does this give you a better grounds of ethics than atheism? Um, because uh, a thousand and one atheists have assured me that atheism has absolutely nothing to do with one except with one opinion, and that's whether God exists or not. Now, you are proving that it's a worldview, and you're saying that it's how, applicable to ethics. How so, does theism provide a better foundation for ethics than atheism? Okay, so that would be the second part of my introduction. I mean, I just... That was just a few minutes ago, Tom. I'm kind of shocked that Stop you... Stop wasting time. Answer the question. Okay. Um, because um, on atheism presents us no universal imperative whatsoever, but pure subjectivism. Therefore, anybody can do anything. For example, not answering your questions. If I don't feel like it, and on atheism, there would be literally nothing wrong with that. So you're stepping beyond the bounds of your worldview and that's probably why you're getting so emotional. So are you saying that... Um, you have no for what you're saying. It's just a bottomless pit of assertions. So are you saying that because theism posits a bunch of made-up bullshit and atheism does not posit made-up bullshit, that makes it better? Is that what you're well, saying? I would urge you to mind your manners because that's not very ethical. But no, of course, I no, wouldn't even perfectly ethical. saying any such a thing. That's what it sounded like you said. You sounded like you'd say, you said atheism as a worldview doesn't offer a basis of objective morality theism makes up a basis of morality therefore theism is better that sounds like what you said i'm not arguing theism um that's a christianity really... is a form of theism google it i don't need to google what you i know do. stop I wasting time focus on the topic either. is your, your argument okay. that theism makes shit up 
Therefore, it's better than a model that doesn't make it up. Your manners, you're not being ethical. Not matters on atheism. Tom, why are you guys not talking over each other? I'm going to have to mute everybody. Argument. So, Tom, you're literally incoherent at this point. Don't tell me what to do ever. Don't ever tell me what to do. Which is all atheism leads you to do. That's precisely it, right then and there. What is your argument? Is your argument? Theism makes shit up. There. All right, hold on, guys. Just a second. Hold on. I'm going to help this out for a second. I think what he is saying is that theism provides universal imperatives. That is what makes it better. Is that correct, yeah. Ken? Oh, my God. That's that's his statement. The question is, is how is it because theism makes shit up, it therefore does? What is the basis of these? How does it do this? The fact that it offers a solution with no evidence makes shit up. Is what makes it better? Is that is that the thing? Because atheism doesn't offer a solution. Anything that offers a solution is better. Is that his argument? Okay, so I think maybe we need to take a step back. On atheism, it's literally irrelevant because you have no premise to condemn anything. So I could make up nonsense words and you would have to say, well, okay, so that's what an accidentally existing ape has to say in an existence wherein it doesn't really matter what an accidentally existing ape says because there's no universal imperative for the nope, accidentally existing ape to adhere to reality. No, nope, wrong. Come on. Hold on. Just let him finish his sentence. Come on. No, I'm not going to let him finish his sentence because it has nothing to do with answering the question. Atheism has as many options of objective imperatives as any other worldview. Atheism doesn't say there is no objective worldview or objective imperative. It says there's no God. There can still be objective imperatives without a God. Most philosophers agree with this. It doesn't answer the question, what is the question, is what is your argument? It seems like what your argument is, is you say atheism isn't offering a solution. It doesn't posit anything. Theism does posit something, it makes stuff up, and the fact that it makes stuff up means it's a better solution. Is that is that not your argument? What If it's not, what is your argument? You know, um, I know you're probably co-streaming this and you're focused on your chat. You really need to be focused on the debater's opening statement because I don't know how many more times I'm going to I literally after... said your opening statement is gibberish. It makes no sense. Explain That's it. I'm asking you to explain it. That's Holy an assertion. Shit. Where's your argument? I do not understand what you're saying. Therefore, if I do not understand what you're saying, I'm going to ask you to explain it. I'm asking you to explain it. Conclusion, I don't understand what you're saying. There's an argument. Okay, so for the third time, the argument is that the one who created this universe purposefully lays out imperatives for us to perform. These are odds. And that's where ethics come from. There are things that we ought to do How and not. How is that better than atheism? Because uh, atheism, uh, again, is a universe accidentally. Therefore, all it contains is accidents. And then you get to kind of pick and choose your flavor of the, the jour, which is better for you. Which action do you feel like taking on any particular? No, that's false. So atheism doesn't say it's just random. There are still many atheists the most of them believe in objective morality objective truth objective laws of physics not random so you can oh. still have all of those things all objectivity normativity without god survey is this can you cite it google it google it is your citation that's kind of a big Phil, realm idiot you dumbass phil surveys paper 2022 academic peer-reviewed published journal that says academic philosophers majority are atheists majority believe in objective morality objective meaning and purpose dumbass what is how explain again 
you need to explain your argument. You made so this claim. What you're saying is that all imams are Muslim, therefore Islam's true, something like that. No, what I'm saying is, is that atheists have models of objective morality and meaning oh. and purpose without God, and you're saying they don't. And so you need to explain how their models of objective morality, meaning, and purpose are worse. No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Literally, you said that atheism doesn't provide objective, all of this stuff. Right. See, you, you just committed another category error. Not that it matters on atheism. You see, I'm talking to. You just committed another category error. Not that it matters on atheism. What is the category error? The one I was just about to explain when you interrupted me. Okay, what is the category here? So I'm talking about atheism. You're talking about atheists, right? So I'm talking about the worldview, the concept, the idea. You're talking about individuals who can somehow accidentally manage to communicate whatever they want. Atheists can say whatever they want. They can claim whatever they want. And if you know anything about modeling, whether it's cosmological or ethical or anything, anybody can model anything. A model is a model. So, yes. There are individual atheists who have accidented the ability to communicate whatever they want. And no, no, they no, 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 stop, 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 stop. So atheism just means you don't believe in a God. There are many models of the world that don't have a God that do have meaning and purpose. It's not random. There's no randomness. No one thinks it's randomness. So we do have all of that intentionality, meaning, purpose, no God. It's an atheist model. Atheism isn't just there is no God and says literally nothing else. You can have a model that says many things and has no God, and it's an atheist model. So again, you're wrong when you make these assertions that, oh, atheism just means there's none of this stuff. No, we can have all of that stuff with no God, and it's equally or better supported than a God-based model until you provide some kind of evidence or argument why theism would be a better explanation for this stuff, which you haven't done. You've just said theism makes an, an ass-bent assertion that we have this meaning and purpose because God created us. Therefore, it's better. How? Well, you're clearly mischaracterizing this statement, but I, I can understand why you need to do that, because if not... Answer the question. Stop talking true. about my psychology. Answer the question. Provide we're evidence. Just, that we're just going to hear you emoting subjectively all evening, and that's you're exactly the one you're emoting. You're not answering the question. Go to the topic, because all you're doing is emoting about my emoting and not answering the topic. I'm the one sticking on the topic. You're saying nothing. That's that's just a cheap uh, atheist tactic, and obviously you're not answering the question. Body who listens to this will know that you're just literally parroting the latest atheist talking point du jour. So the talking point of you aren't literally answering the question of the debate, and I am. So here, let me let me I'll show you how to do it. Atheism provides a better ethical foundation than theism because it's grounded in reality. All of the factors of atheism have support in empirical research. The fact that morality can be grounded in a law of physics or an emergent property, both of those things have empirical support. There is no empirical support for an invisible sky daddy, therefore atheism is better. Atheism answers the questions about moral philosophy. It answers the questions of the moral dilemmas. It answers the questions of the trolley problem. It answers questions of moral intuition and moral progress and corresponds to the pieces of evidence. How does any of your sky daddy stuff do any of that? So I'm not sure how you're um, asserting that some adherence to reality is, quote, better, close quote, uh, than the Christian model. Those are mere assertions, of course. I mean, 
I, I know that you want to pretend that there's some objective scale there, but on atheism, again, reality is accidental. So what universal imperative is there to adhere to an accident? Since you said. Oh. So I'm putting you guys on 60 second timers from now on. What was the very first sentence you said? Because it sounded good. What was the very first sentence in that in that string? Um, I believe what I was. Uh, I'm just so puzzled that I was wondering where you get any kind of concept that we ought to base anything on uh, accident. Reality on atheism is accidental. What universal imperative is there to adhere to accidents? So the question is: Is we have a model that starts with evidence? And it explains the data. Right there. What? Say that again. What? Yes. So I'm not sure why you're. Really, this 60 second bullshit. I'm not going to tolerate this. That's saith Tom. Ken, Ken you, you said something uh, and I didn't hear it. What, what did you say before? Before or before, before? I okay. keep repeating. Um, so my argument here is that. Atheism is a better foundation because it answers questions in the field of morality. It starts with the evidence, moral intuition, moral progress. It corresponds to those things. It answers moral dilemmas. It answers the trolley problem. Theism doesn't do any of these things. Therefore, atheism is a better model because it actually corresponds to the questions in the field. How is theism better? It can do none of those things. Then how is it that incredibly successful first world cultures have been premised upon uh, Christian ethics? That's I don't know what that means. Not that you have a premise for demanding evidence, but that'd be a pretty solid bit of evidence. I don't know evidence. what that means. You said something I, about, what was that, Ken? You said something about cultures being grounded in something, something. I don't know what that means. Well, I was just wondering how then it is that the incredibly successful first world cultures have been premised upon Christian ethics. I don't know what that means. That's not a coherent sentence. Thus saith Tom or uh, what? It's yes, Tom that, is the expert here when he's trying to understand your sentence and he doesn't understand your sentence. He's like, I don't understand that sentence. What does that mean? Okay, uh, culture denotes uh, citizenry, a group of people who live together in community, uh, premise, like a foundation or an axiom. Um, it's, so first world, meaning what most people would consider to be the better form of life with uh, comforts and luxuries and uh, health and all that stuff. Uh, so upon Christian, and that would be the view I laid out in my opening, ethics, which I defined at the outset. I still have no idea what any of that means or how it relates to the question. So, so again, what I said was atheism is better because it answers questions in the field. And you said something about cultures are grounded in Christianity or something? The way it relates is you merely asserted that Christianity has nothing to say on any of those subjects. And I just proved to you that the evidence uh, disproves your assertion. Wait, what? Okay, okay. So uh, how does Christianity solve uh, G.E. Moore's open question argument? Uh, you would have to define what that is. 
G E Moore's open question, specific question. I'll Google it for you. It's G E Moore open question argument. Um, it is equating the property of goodness with some non-moral property X, whether natural, pleasure, or supernatural, etc. So, what makes something good? Good is what? Well, again, uh, on the Christian ethic, good has a vertical axis and a horizontal one. And so preferably they both meet so that we're pleasing God and our neighbor and our enemy. We're, we're appealing to um, our relationship with God and each other. So what is good ultimately would be that which proceeds forth from God's relational nature so that we have a relationship with him and is not damaged by relationships with others and we have relationships with others that hopefully won't be damaged by our relationship with God, such as my relationship with you is damaged because you're so enraged that I believe in God. I'm enraged that you're saying gibberish and not answering the question. Like, how does that answer G.E. Moore's open question argument? Your assertion. You see, uh, you need to understand just because you declare something doesn't mean it is so. So you can keep making a bottomless pit of assertions all night saying gibberish, 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 Tom doesn't understand, Tom doesn't understand. That sounds like a personal problem. You, well, in, the, in a debate, you're trying to make a coherent argument and I don't understand and nobody in the audience understands. So I'm trying to get you to make an argument that we can understand. All the entire audience and that's your result. Yep. Okay, well, on atheism, there's no universal imperative for yes, there is. any such thing. Yes, uh, there is. Because does saith Tom or no, there are many models that are atheist models that have universal imperatives. Like okay, we already went over this, so you're just going in circles at this point. You you keep you make a claim that atheism has no universal imperatives, but there are many many models of atheism that do have universal imperatives. Therefore, you're wrong. That's just how it works. So we we already went over this uh, on. Uh, one of the implications of atheism is that there are no universal imperatives. Wait, wait, wait. Later Why? On, Why do you think that? Later on, atheists, individuals, somehow... Why do you think atheism, by definition, has no imperatives? Subjective interpretations of their neurochemistry and claim that there are... Why do you think... So those are two different categories. Why do you think atheism, by definition, can't have universal imperatives? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you that again, because I, I started the debate with that statement. I explained that to you already. Okay, explain least. it again. Go ahead. Explain it again. Because by definition on atheism, the entire universe and all it contains is accidental and there are no wait, universal wait, wait, wait. Which yeah. definition of atheism has any of that? None of them do. Zero of them say that. Okay, so then on your atheistic view, the universe was purposefully created. Models of atheism, and many of them have them being purposefully created by like a force of nature. Yes, they're determined. They're not random. Okay, so you're just kicking the problem back one step. I don't see how that solves no. anything. No, there's no, there's no infinite regress there. It's an infinite digression not and an infinite regression it's both because you're saying this isn't an accident because Allah caused it 
and that law, but that law is accidental. And the one before that? And no, it's before. necessary. It's not, not accidental. Necessary beings. They think that there is a force, which is a necessary thing that's always existed, and it's not accidental. Okay, so now we're getting somewhere. You'll remember in my introduction, I referred to this, the atheists who believe in an eternally existing uncaused first cause. I agree with that. I just, uh, you happen to think it's not personal, and I do. Right. So there's, uh, you know, Tom's God right there. This uh, eternally it's uncaused. It's not personal. It's not a God. Uh, well. Do, do you think there is such a thing as an impersonal God that is not, that gods can't be personal? Can it be a God if it's not personal? Uh, I think on the atheist cosmology, whatever. In your worldview, can there be a God that exists as a God that is not personal? Can that be a thing? No. Okay, so I don't believe in a God. But that's a category error, not that it matters on atheism. You asked me How about is that a category error. And then you answered it as per yours. Those are two distinct things. No, no, you said, I believe in a God. And then I said, can a God be impersonal? You said, no, I agree. Gods can't be impersonal. So neither of us think I believe in a God. And so when you said, I believe in a God, you were just wrong. You, what oh, you're doing is doing a two quo quay fallacy because you believe in a God and you want to say, well, you do it too. Uh -huh. Well, I don't. Well, that's irrelevant on atheism. Uh, logical fallacies are obviously irrelevant. But No, they're not. No version I, of atheism says that. What's that? No version of atheism says logical fallacies are irrelevant. Most academic philosophers are atheists and most of them think logical fallacies are very relevant. So you're wrong. Um, again, so... You're telling me that accidentally existing apes who somehow... No, 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 no. again, that's not atheism. ...interpretations of neurochemistry said something, therefore we must adhere to it, and that's obviously incoherent. What? So no, that's a category error. That's literally a category error. you got to let him speak, man. ...interpretations versus He's whatever something happens to say. And this goes right back to my point about the etymological understanding of ethics versus morality. See... Um, I'm focused on the ethic, you're focused on morality. So I'm talking about the implications of the worldview, and you're talking about what people who hold that worldview just invented and then claim that we must adhere to it because they said it. That's no, it's literally nothing that I said. What I said is there are models of atheism that have universal imperatives where we are not <laughs> accidental, and it's not true because we said so. Never said that. It could be true. They could be correct. I don't think they are. They might be. But that fact that you, you're claiming that atheism by definition can't have universal imperatives, it's just you being dumb. Like They can. They Lots of them do. Where on atheism, it doesn't matter if I'm dumb or not. Uh, the point if their models of atheism are correct, then yes, it does. Their models include meaning and purpose, so it does matter. Well, again, I, I can't. Okay, so you want to go over this again. Anybody can model anything. Yes. Okay. Could they so be right? That, so that atheist decides to model something doesn't mean it's so. Right, but it could be right. They could be and right. Saying is that it could not be right because of the very implications of atheism in and of itself. It doesn't allow for that. It only allows to claim whatever they want. It doesn't allow it for what they claim to be accurate because it doesn't jive with atheism. Not that being consistent is a universal imperative on atheism because it isn't. 
How, how do atheist models not jive with atheism when literally they're atheist models? Like, wh where are you getting this idea? It seems like you've made up this idea of atheism from your perspective, from your deluded Christian perspective, and you think that, oh, if anything doesn't map onto this, then it's not true atheism. It's like you're doing a no true Scotsman of atheists now. Like, what? They're not real atheists because they don't think there's no meaning and purpose. The only real atheists think there's no meaning and purpose, which is none of them. The vast majority of them don't agree with that. What you're saying is gibberish. Well, for one, uh, on atheism, there's nothing wrong with being delusional. No yes, true, there is. No true Scotsman fallacy God. is itself a fallacy. I mean, you have this gift of saturating succinct statements with so many assertions and fallacies, it's hard to keep up. So the point was that when your premise is that the universe just happens to have happened and happens to have happened the way it happened, then there's nothing. It's not a part of atheism. Nowhere in atheism does it say that. So, so atheism, and now I mean we're we're definitely into um, reification fallacy territory, but whatever that doesn't. How really... is that a reification fallacy? Because atheism doesn't say anything. So I'm talking about the implications of that worldview, which is that the universe was not created, was not designed. What, what is a reification fallacy? Let's go with that one. No goal or plan. What? And so it. Because we know it happened, it must have happened to just happen the way it happened. Nothing you're saying is relevant right now. What is a reification fallacy? Well, like if we, like you've been saying, atheism says this and it doesn't. What is, what is the definition of a reification fallacy? It doesn't say anything because it's not a being. It's not volitional. What it's is the mind. definition of a reification fallacy? You accused me of using a reification fallacy. Tell me what a reification fallacy is and tell me where in my argument I did that. That's what I'm doing, and I could finish if you stopped interrupting me. Uh, okay, what is the definition of a reification fallacy? Go. <laughs> okay, so when you say that atheism says... You know, that, don't, don't tell me what I said. Tell me what the definition, what the dictionary says, the definition of a reification fallacy is. Don't tell me what I say. Start with that. Dictionary? I'm not aware of a singular dictionary. Are you referring to a specific one? Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy would be great. I don't care. Any published academic definition of a reification fallacy, go. Okay. Let's see here. Stanford. Uh, what was that? Stanford. Google's fine. Reification fallacy. Just Google reification fallacy. Give me a definition. While he's looking that up, I want to let you know, folks, if you have a question or comment for one tonight's debaters, fire it into the old live chat and tag me at Modern Day Debate. Super chats will go to the top of the list to attack the argument and not the person. And if you like what you're hearing from one tonight's debaters, their links are in the description below. So be sure to check those out. How's that uh, search going? It's fine. I don't know what's wrong with his computer. What? Well, I know the definition. You don't. That's the problem. Oh, let's see here. I'm kind of obviously we're wasting time because there's nothing wrong with uh, logical fallacies on atheism. But uh, again, I already said that's wrong. Like there are many models of atheism that say yes, logical fallacies are wrong. Every atheist philosopher thinks they're wrong. So that's just you straw man in atheism because you think it's a no true Scotsman. You're just using a no true Scotsman fallacy. You're wrong. Problem solved. No true Scotsman fallacy is a fallacy, and I already explained to you. I'm talking about the implication of atheism. You're talking to me about which atheism. I've explained to you. You're wrong about. So stop strawmanning atheism. You're wrong about atheism. Okay, we're done on that topic. You've lost. Tell me what a reification fallacy is. 
reification also as concretism, hypostantiation, or the fallacy of misplaced concreteness. Yes. Is a fallacy of ambiguity when an abstraction, abstract belief or a hypothetical construct is treated as if it were a concrete real event or physical entity, which is ex exactly what I was explaining to you before you decided to interrupt me and ask me to explain it to you. Which abstract entity am I treating as concrete? This has to be a joke. Uh, atheism. <laughs> what? How is, how is that an abstract entity and how am I treating it as concrete? Like, what? I'm shocked how many different times I have to explain the same thing to you. You're, you're telling me what atheism says or doesn't say, and I'm pointing out to you, atheism doesn't say or say or doesn't say anything. It's not a being. It doesn't make statements. Right, which means it doesn't exclude objective meaning and purpose and I forget what the word you used, intentionality or something. It doesn't exclude those things. You can have those things in atheism because it doesn't exclude them. You keep saying it does, it excludes them. You can't keep any of that under atheism. You're wrong and you were wrong about a reification fallacy because nothing I said was abstract and nothing I said I treated as concrete. So the point being when atheists assert that there are these absolute universal imperatives on atheism they have to abandon the implications of atheism to construct a model that results in that, right? If atheism uh, doesn't say anything, then it doesn't have any implications. Well, uh, that's a category error, not that it matters on atheism. How is that a, how is that a category error? What, what is yeah. a cat Google, Google category error for me? Do, do that. See if it gives you to stop using that wrong word. Yeah, I think I'm done jumping through your little quaint hoops. Um, I've already explained multiple times that one of the implications of atheism is an existence that's accidental and therefore no. there's no universal imperatives to adhere to any part of it. Uh, but then atheists somehow are accidented into the position where they're capable of making assertions and they do so and then uh we're expected to be impressed by their imitation ivory towers from which they tell us that there are these things that we ought to do and what i'm saying is that's a house of cards with no house and no cards i've already disproved you i've debunked you on this so many times like pay attention academic philosophers are atheists have atheist models that have objective imperatives most academic professional philosophers are moral realists who think there are objective oughts objective imperatives no god objective imperatives you've been proven wrong on this if this is what your argument is you've lost okay again so you are asserting that i've been proven wrong because you're appealing to the explications of accidental phenomena no. by accidentally existing apes no objectively interpreting accidental biochemical reactions within their accidentally existing brain no, i'm appealing to academic professional right know so, what atheism is you don't you don't know what atheism is they are professional academic philosophers so because they're professional apes. accidentally existing apes then we should take them seriously no, there are no act stop muting me 
There are no accidentally existing apes. Under atheism with objective meaning and purpose, which I just demonstrated is a thing in academic professional philosophers, there are no accidentally existing apes, not in their worldview of atheism, not in your worldview of theism. You keep, again, strawmanning their position. You are wrong about this. I've debunked you on this position repeatedly. You have been proven wrong. Right, Tom, I'm gonna have to mute you if you guys keep talking over each other. I'm sorry, but I have to do that. No, I'm not gonna accept that. He's he says okay. stupid shit. I'm, I'm gonna stop him. That's the instructions this I've gotten not, from James. I don't That's care. What I, have to do. I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't care either. Do. I'm, I'm doing it my <laughs> way. I'm sorry. It's the, the, only the only option. You go on your own channel to do it your own way. See, I am on my channel. Uh, go back to the argument. Again, just because you're co-hosting doesn't mean argument. you get to. Let's not get into all that. Just keep going with the dialogue. So you said there are no accidentally existing apes, so are there purposefully existing apes? I don't understand. Yes. Atheism. Objective meaning and purpose. Objective oughts. They believe in objective, all of those things. Oh, that has no coherence to what I just asked, so you're not answering the question. The answer was yes. How does that not cohere to what you said? You're a dumbass. I literally said yes. That was the first word out of my mouth. How are you so dumb? Uh, because when you make a one word assertion, that doesn't prove anything. It just tells me that you have subjective interpretation of biosensory um, input. Um, how is the word yes supposed to be any kind of refutation? Because okay, you asked, Tom? No, no, you asked a question. Is there objective intention or purposefulness in our creation or something along those lines? I said, yes, because of all of the examples of models of atheism I gave you before that have that. If they are, if any of those are correct and you haven't shown them not to be correct, then they have those things. You simply asserting that you don't understand atheism and so you think it can't have those things just means you have your head up your ass. Um, there are many academic professional philosophers who have models of atheism which understand atheism far better than you do and they could be right. And if they're right, then you can have objective meaning and purpose and all that stuff under atheism. Very simple. And their models are much more supported than your model. So I think you're maybe way too impressed by could be. That's what it sounds like to me. They, they could be right. Therefore, we should, um, you know, throw in our cards with them and then make fun of people who would disagree. Um, no. I'm not sure I'm as impressed uh, by that as you are. No, your argument was is that atheism by definition can't have these things. That means it's impossible. It's impossible for them to be correct if what you're saying is true, which means if it's even possible that these other models are right, then that proves you wrong. That's all, all I need to show is that it's possible that these are correct. These are academically published models of atheism, which could be correct. And if they even could be correct, then that proves you wrong about atheism. You are wrong when you say under atheism, we're all just brain fizz. You're wrong because guess what? Here's a model of atheism where we're not brain fizz. And if it could be correct, then your assumption that under atheism, we must necessarily be brain fizz is wrong. See, I don't think you're, you're again, I don't think you're interacting with the category distinction. Uh, I keep talking about atheism and you tell me about what atheists say and those I get I can't believe how many times I have to go over this. So yes, atheists um, are so well, I've come to learn that atheists despise atheism. Some of them despise it so much that they invent 
um, tall tales about how, well, atheism's implications is something we obviously can't live with and we don't want to, so we're going to invent these models. And now you come along saying that if it's even remotely possible that they are right, then therefore that's a defeater for anything that disagrees with it, which is, is a refined and very pure form of incoherence, of course. No true Scotsman fallacy. You've been debunked. Pull your head out of your ass. Move on to the next argument. I keep telling you that no true Scotsman fallacy is a fallacy. I can't believe anybody believed it for more than five minutes, much less all these decades later. Not that it matters on atheism, of course. Of course, it's a real fallacy. That's why I'm saying you're using the fallacy, the no true Scotsman fallacy, when you're saying that any model of atheism that it doesn't agree with your definition isn't true atheism. That's called a no true Scotsman fallacy, which you are using. You're using a fallacious argument, which can logically be proven to be false. I have proven your argument why it's false. I've proven you're using the fallacious argument, which I agree. Yes, yes, no true Scotsman is a true fallacy. I agree. That's and why I'm telling you you're using it to try and get you to stop. I'm curious. Uh, do you think that there are atheists, given today's popular usage of that term, who believe in God? No. So then you're, you're actually saying that there's no true atheist believes in God? Yes. Okay. And you just disproved the no true Scotsman fallacy. It is a fallacy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So if I say that there are atheists who believe in God and you say, no, no true atheist believes in God. Right. right? Actually, Daniel Dennett would disagree with you, but, you know, he's got his own problems. I don't care about Daniel Dennett. So, so, yes, no true atheist would believe in a God because literally the definition of atheism is believe there's no God. Uh, actually, a lot of atheists would disagree with you on that, but I don't have a problem going with it. So you're saying no true atheist believes in God? Yes. Okay, that's at the very root of the no true Scotsman fallacy. <laughs> no. Well, of course it is. No. It's like, um, it, again, I, I'm going to repeat myself. I assert that there are atheists who believe oh in God. My God. Oh, my God. They know because no true atheist believes in God. Oh. That's by definition, right? I mean, you, you really don't see how these are, are playing off of each other. You don't recognize that. Are, are people born in Africa, are they true Scotsmans? A Scotsman is a person born in Scotland, Scotland. So a true Scotsman is born in Scotland, right? So is someone born in Africa a true Scotsman? Um, I'm sure many of them are and could be. Uh, I mean, I, I don't understand these international laws, but somebody could be born outside the United States of America on Air Force Base and be considered a U.S. citizen by birth, even though they weren't born in the USA. So. I'm not sure we need to get into geopolitics. I'm just saying, and I don't know what you're hemming and hawing about. It doesn't matter to uh, commit logical fallacies on atheism because there's no universal imperatives against logical fallacies on atheism because on atheism, logic is accidental as is our ability to discern it. There's no universal. I already proved you wrong on that. Well, wait a minute. How come you're con I know there's no universal imperative against contradicting yourself on atheism, but don't you remember? Yes, there is. I've already proved you wrong on that. Don't you remember our previous discussion? So, so uh, the fact that there are some true categories. Our previous like, discussion. 
yeah, I'm, I'm trying to this the, the no true Scotsman thing. I want to try to try to explain you just the, the very basic logic here that you're missing. So you're going to refuse to answer the question, and you're going to go over ground that we already left. You literally asked, "Do you remember what we just previously talked about?" And I'm trying Sorry. to discuss what we previously just talked about. I apologize. Then that's my fault. I, I was referring to the discussion that we had quite a few months ago, the one I mentioned in my opening statement. Months ago? No, I don't remember anything from several months ago. Okay, so that's where I pointed out to you that on eighth, and just hear me out. I mean, I stated in my opening statement, I don't know how, how you could have missed that, but I pointed out that on atheism, truth is accidental, as is our ability to adhere, discern it. There's no universal imperative to adhere to it. Nor I already to, proved you wrong. Why are you, tell, why are you saying this again? Nor to demand that others adhere to it. And you had to accept that. You had a moment of clarity. And that's why you were reduced to admitting that you're doing what you're doing to have subjective fun and to make money. I encourage you to go back and listen to our discussion we had a few months ago. Yes, I, the reason I do YouTube is to make money. That has absolutely nothing to do whether there are objective imperatives. Those are two separate topics. The fact that I do YouTube for money does not prove there are no objective imperatives. Characterization of the point I just made. The point I just made is that you accepted those as facts in our discussion. Of no, a few I never accepted those as facts. I just told you that I do. I make YouTube videos for money. I, that was that's One true. Minute. How how is it all of a sudden you so you just remembered the discussion we had a few months ago? No, I'm I'm a moral realist. I believe in objective meaning and purpose. And you don't, bro, 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 bro. I'm a moral realist. I believe in objective meaning and purpose. It's like one of the top, the first three videos on my channel. I, my position hasn't changed on that. Okay. Uh, any of us can go and listen to that discussion. That's great. And hear that you collapsed to the point of admitting that this is just for subjective fun and making money. I literally just said that. Yes, I'm doing this for fun and money right now. I'm telling you. I'm, that's why I'm doing this. Yes, I agree. Right. But that came on the back of me pointing out the four things I just pointed out. No, you, I never accepted that gibberish. That was never something I accepted. Like I said, any of us can go back yes, and listen yes, to it. Yes, they can go back and know I'm right, but go back to the argument or something. Like, how, What does it have to do with the topic we're just having? Because I want to go back and explain how what you said about a no true Scotsman was just completely gibberish. Not that it matters on atheism. It does. I've already proved you wrong on that. You keep you keep saying right, things that I've debunked. time for our open discussion. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So... Aha, uh -huh, we had two seconds left. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and kick it into the uh, question and answer. But remind you folks that if you have a question or comment for one of tonight's debaters, fire into the old live chat. Uh, super chats will get priority. Attack the argument and not the person. And with that, we will go ahead and ask our first question. For 199 from Cameron Hall, they ask, Ken. Can God ever commit an immoral action? No, by definition. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. Because now we're getting into the, the fuzzy terminology. Um, God cannot commit unethical actions. By definition, he is the source of the ethos. Gotcha. Okay, and our next question comes from Mr. Monster, a member for nine months. They say, I love this channel. Thank you, Mr. Monster. This channel this channel loves you. 
And Mr. Monster also sent a $10 super chat. They say, what do you mean by accidentally existing ape? As an atheist, I believe life is inevitable through chemical reactions and not an accident. Okay, so remember I defined accidental in my opening, so I'll just jump to that. What you're doing is the same thing Tom did. You're just taking the accidental problem back one step. So you're saying that um, apes aren't accidentally existing because they came about through chemicals, but then the chemicals are accidentally, accidental, as are the laws of physics and thermodynamics. The whole kit and caboodle, the whole worldview is premised on a long series of happy accidents. So you can keep jumping back as far as you can possibly imagine. You're just chasing that problem down the line. It's an uh, infinite digress and an infinite regress. Same thing Tom did earlier. At no gotcha. point did I do that. None of that is accidental. None of the laws of physics are accidental. They weren't created. They weren't designed. They weren't purposeful. They just they're necessary. Have, they're necessary based on something before that that is also not created, not designed, not purposeful. Oh, no, Google what a necessary being is. I don't know why you're advertising for Google so much, but I understand because you're that ignorant, and so I don't, I don't want to explain it to you. Being uncaused for his cause, I, I do get that. And that's okay. not accidental. That's the opposite of accidental, isn't it? Well, no, of course not. Okay, from I, Jupiter. Mission, but okay. Okay, from Jupiter Darman, for five dollars. They say, "Do you need?" No, I'm sorry, I'm skipping one. From Mr. Monster for $5, they say, can you have morality without a god? I would say yes. I have compassion for all life and still be an atheist. Why do we need God for morality? Great so, question. By definition, no, of course not. Since morality is whatever it just so happens that people are doing, then yeah, you, can, you have morality without God, of course, because anything that people do would be categorized as moral. As per the etymological definition I provided in my opening, which is a reference to the mores that merely describes. But note how um, it's interesting that you couldn't bring yourself to say that we ought. You just said, I have. So, again, it's pure subjectivism. Okay, you have. You have that as a subjective personal preference du jour. That's all it is. Gotcha. From Jupiter Darman for $5, they say... Do you need some higher power to tell you it's wrong to cheat on your wife? If you can't reach that moral without someone telling you, that's a better system. If you can reach that moral without someone telling you, that's a better system. So this, with all due regard and discretion, I would say is what's known as a half thought, right? Because there's something, if you subjectively choose to think it's wrong to cheat on your wife, something is telling you that. It might be yourself, it might be your parents, it might be a grandparent, it might be somebody, it might be something, but there will always be something or someone that tells it to you. So why is God disqualified from being the one that tells it to you? I, I really don't get it. But on atheism, it doesn't matter what an accidentally existing ape does to betray the trust of another accidentally existing ape, of course. It's just irrelevant. It's not a non-issue. Gotcha. And from... From Franco Trujillo, Trujillo, sorry about that, uh, for $5, they sent a message for T-Jump. 
that I'm not going to read, but thank you so much. Uh, from the Lee Boy for $5, they say, if all religions and deities were proven false, human fabrications were, were then where were then would be I'm sorry to start over if all religions and deities were proven false human fabrications were then would be you be getting <laughs> where then where then would be you be getting or would be oh my god I'm I, I get what they're asking getting I'm gonna to go to the next one. I'll, I'll read this one no, next. No, okay, from Coffee Mom for one ninety nine. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not even reading the the question, and I get what they're asking. You get so, what they're asking? Yes. Yeah, so, bottom line is that um, on atheism, you could very easily categorize theism, uh, extremely broad term, but whatever, uh, as a Darwinian survival mechanism. And so, in fact, I don't understand why atheists take it upon themselves to purposefully attempt to damage somebody's ability to survive. So on atheism, it'd be perfectly acceptable for someone to believe that a being exists, even if it was proven 100% that it doesn't, because then that would just be uh, an accidentally existing ape's ability to survive better than it would otherwise. So there'd be literally nothing wrong with it. Okay, I'm going to finish reading that question because I know how I messed it up. Where then would you be getting or where would you have gotten your morality from? So you finish answering that, you're good? Well, it's a little tricky again because I'm not really sure if they mean uh, morality as mores or morality as ethos. It, it, that, that's kind of one of the problems that uh, trying to be precise causes. But um, I mean... I suppose if no God actually existed, then we're in the situation atheism is in, then claiming that morality, I guess, uh, is something that evolved, meaning it just happens to have happened, that it happens to have happened the way it happened, and it happened by accident, and we can subjectively choose to adhere to it or not. And so, you know, you can kind of play the pick and choose game. Um, as to what you want to hear. This is one I, why I titled one of my books from zeitgeist to poltergeist, because um, I remembered so well uh, Richard Dawkins going on and on and about uh, about the moral zeitgeist, and I kept wondering, well, what makes you think that it's unidirectional? What about if it turns into a poltergeist? And so because atheists um, will generally claim that morally it evolved, well, that means it stopped. Really, they should be claiming that it's evolving, and that causes another problem so that they can't complain about anything in the past because that was moral back then. Uh, they sort of really can't even complain about anything today because for all they, they know, what's moral today is becoming immoral tomorrow. What's immoral, what is moral today, vice versa. So it's ever-changing, and good luck trying to figure out what's what at any given time. All right, thank you so much. Sorry about that, Levoy. Something about that phrasing just brain hacked me into a brain fart. Anyways, uh, Coffee Mom for one ninety nine. They say, "What is the ethical foundation for Christianity?" Um, well, that's what I explained in the opening, and then about four different times since Tom kept asking about it. The ethical foundation is God's ontology, His very nature and essence, 
is eternally relational. It is uh, free of conflict and truly dynamic. And so that is part of what theologians would call a communicable attribute of God. So when he creates us, he front loads, as it were, his uh, ethical nature in us, and then it's administered by a conscience. So that's, yeah, that was the right at the outset. And then um, numerous times, that would be the explanation to that. All right. Thank you so much. And from Franco Chujillo for $5, they say, is it objectively immoral that both debaters are wearing wired earbuds? It can't be immoral uh, because we're doing it. So you're merely describing that that's what we're doing. No reaction, TJ? Well, I wasn't paying attention. That's uh, Mr. Okay, from Mr. Monster for five dollars, they say theism supports slavery and slavery is unethical. Boom, debate over. Okay, so again, to me, theism, it's just painting with such a broad brush, it's essentially a useless term because I'm not going to def uh, defend every form of theism that has ever existed. That's, that's not what I'm here to do. But see, uh, you made a mere assertion, so there's nothing to respond to. You would have to explain to me how it is that some um, essentially hairless apes enslaving other essentially hairless apes has there's anything wrong with it whatsoever within an existence wherein there is nothing wrong with essentially hairless apes to enslave other essentially hairless apes so that's just a jump to a conclusion you're beginning with a conclusion and that's incoherent not that it matters on atheism it's just a mere assertion gotcha from gregory 06 for two dollars they say nothing's wrong with wired earbuds jumping to your defense and I agree, I have a pair within reach, just in case. So sometimes, you know, move and it'll get snagged up and pull right out of your ears. There's something definitely wrong with that. You can't depend on Bluetooth. It's just, you know. That's true as well. What if this is, you know, like worse than the euthyphro dilemma? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, connections don't always connect. Euthyphro. Euthyphro anyway. is how you pronounce that. Oh, you're an expert in ancient Greek now. Okay, let's go to the yep. next piece. Definitely more of an expert than you in pretty much everything. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. I can't see how it's relevant. That's um, genetic fallacy, not that it matters on atheism. <laughs> you really need to learn what the fallacies are before you name them, because you got every single one of them wrong so far. Uh, feel free to uh, Google it. Yeah, genetic fallacy is a fallacy of origins. I actually know the definitions of all of these, unlike you. Right, so you're saying because I didn't know how to pronounce the word in the way that you pronounce it, therefore my statement about it is incoherent. Is that what you were saying? 
<laughs> saying you don't know what the pronunciation is isn't a genetic fallacy because it's not an argument the argument isn't you don't know the pronunciation therefore your argument is wrong that may be a genetic fallacy if i use some kind of origin of the the pronunciation as the the source of it but no way did i make that argument okay. i said you're ignorant of the pronunciation because I, you're ignorant i apologize i gave you way too much credit i thought you had enough integrity that you were actually tackling my statement not just being childishly nitpicking a pronunciation my goodness i mean yeah. my English is my second language. I mean, give me a break. Yes, yes. I was just correcting your mispronunciation of euthyphro. That's why I said euthyphro is how you say it. That's, that was uh, the extent of my statement. Eddie, but, you know, I understand you got to make money. All right. From Oliver B. Perez for $10, they say, Ken, how could we possibly know that God has good intentions for us? How do we know he's not abusing our limited cognitive and perspective ability like we do livestock? I think uh, I would actually like to point out that Tom is sort of involved in this debate as well. Maybe we could find one little question for him also. Well, <laughs> all my doing, statements bro. were coherent. So everyone understood what I said. No one understood what you said. That was the problem. Those are literally incoherent assertions, obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're playing mind reader right now. You're literally playing mind reader. Like, you know what the entire audience is thinking. It's it's embarrassing, honestly. But, you know, I understand you got to have subjective fun in your life. So, um, well, there's a certain point at which anybody who's dealing with ideas, uh, logical, philosophical, whatever, understand that there's certain basic uh, axioms, foundations, premises, assumptions and uh, so mine, because remember, my point of view in this uh, debate is Christianity as is. And so by definition, uh, the ethic would be, again, based on uh, relationships that are free of conflict and also truly dynamic. Okay, so that's how I would know. I mean, it's by definition of the worldview that I bring into this that I know that what God has for us is for the good, because it's an expression of his eternally conflict-free relationships. Gotcha. From Jupiter Darman for $5, they say, T-Jump, do you put a notch in your chair leg after each W? If so, do you fear that you'll need a new chair after this? <laughs> That, that's a that would be true if i if i did that i would need a new chair like every week it would be be unpleasant uh, you know there can't be a video with tom in it without somebody discussing his chair i noticed uh, my opinion is i think it's an idiocracy chair and by the way if you think i'm besmirching his intellect what i mean is if i hear a flush i'm outy gotcha from Gregory06 for $2, they say, Ken, evolution does not mean accident or random. Well, atheistic evolution does. That's precisely what it means by definition. Uh, because no, there's no intelligence behind it. There's no end goal in mind. There's just um, survival benefits. And on atheism, the instinct to survive is accidental as well. And there's no universal imperative to adhere to it either. So evolution, I mean, of course, we'd have to define the term, but contextually, we'd be talking about atheistic evolution, which is stuff just happening to have happened and happening in a, a way that it happens all by itself. 
or by accidental stuff happening to it from previously exact existing accidental stuff. It's accidental stuff all the way down. Gotcha. From Tim doesn't know what atheism is. Ken. I'm sorry? Get the last word for you. Oh, yes. Um, well, we already talked about one or two definitions of atheism. It, I mean, it depends on the denomination or sect. But uh, again, I've been talking about the implications of it, not what individual atheists like to subjectively assert. Gotcha. From Alyosha for $10, they say, the various religions have built many social structures. How, to, how do you build a system on a negation? There is no, there's no there there. You need some sort of archetypal structure. Nietzsche's madman poem. That's sort of true. Yeah, that's sort of true. That atheism is just a rejection that God, the rejection of belief in God, which is fine. Um, but then you can also have positive claims, like there's a higher order emergent property of morality, or that morality is a law of physics or something. Like the atheism, all of those models would still be atheist models if there was no God in those models. So simply saying there is no God. Um, doesn't preclude you from having a lot of other stuff in your models as well. It's, it's, it's just it's not just a, no God and nothing else. It's no God and whatever else you want to posit that doesn't include God. So I think that's an interesting point, the questioner brought, because obviously there are reasons why in, in just mere decades, atheists set the mass and serial murdering world's record even though in a manner of speaking they were competing against religions that have been around for millennia okay millennia in a couple decades they managed to top that and it's because of the worldview it's because there's literally nothing wrong with that on atheism and it's also why atheist countries have for decades led the world in I'm going to be careful to not get uh, James channels bombarded by YouTube. So the production of um, forms of media that depict uh, children being forced to perform certain actions, they're not really age appropriate, shall we say. There's reasons why atheist countries do these sort of things. It's because it's an outworking of a worldview that literally slams the door wide open to anything and everything. Actually, that's false. Um, most, most mass murderers, most criminals in general are Christian. Atheists, um, by and large, are significantly less criminal, significantly less rapey, especially in the, the priest variety. Um, they commit less thievery, less rape, less robbery, less violent crime. They are less violent in every religious nation uh, compared to every religious nation. Um, Christians are by far significantly worse in every respect that can be measured that's why atheists make up 0.4 percent of prison populations where christians make up about 60 to 80 percent of prison populations ken just doesn't know anything as usual right. that was a question for tom so we're going to move on christian uh, I have the last word uh this question is from coffee mom for 199 they say and this is a follow-up from their last question they were asking about the ethical foundation for christianity and in this question they're saying to you ken so what is it how do you know what it is Okay, so there would be a few different ways. One, I, I already mentioned two of them. I'm, in a way, I'm kind of surprised that I keep being asked as if it's de novo for, to explain things I already explained. 
One of them would be that they're expressed to us in the written text that has come to be known as the Bible, and the other one would be that uh, it is administered by our consciousness. So that this is why historically when people set out to do something unethical, they first justify it to themselves. It's okay, actually, that I do this because, and they come up with an excuse, you know, and I mean, I, I guess I can't prove this, but I would say it's pretty fair to think that one thing that separates us from the animals is that we justify our actions, right? We make excuses for them. Although one thing I know for sure separates us from the animals is um, fashion faux pas. Man, we need a rim shot sound effect here somewhere. But uh, anyhow, that would be two. That would be two other ways. Okay. From P. Batulu for $5 from another country. If our morals are front-loaded, how do I access more mental RAM to possibly gain more morals? So... Again, going back to the terminology, I wouldn't say morals are front-loaded. I would say ethics are front-loaded. And one way would be to exercise them, right? One would, would, So, for instance, if I want to lift heavier weights, well, I need to start by lifting lighter weights and progressively uh, increase the, the weights that I uh, lift. And so that would be one way is act morally. Uh, I mean, ethically, right? Act, act ethically. Don't get on the World Wide Web and begin by uh, becoming coherent, emotive, and spewing filth out of your mouth during what's supposed to be an intellectual debate, right? Uh, practice ethics, even when, again, you're alone with the lights out in the basement under a blanket, uh, when you're driving down the road and you know you could be a jerk to somebody because you'll just hit the gas and be on your way. Uh, practice small acts of kindness, you know what I mean? Um, so be obedient to this, um, your conscience when it's leading you and guiding you towards, hey, you know what, this is actually wrong. Hey, you know what, you should really do this, even though it might put you at risk, it would help somebody. And that's how you kind of gain that, that strength to, to um, access, I forget how the question went, but access the higher form or the or more or however that was put. Okay. And from Bubblegum Gun for $2, they say, slavery and racism are both engines of evolution. That's for you, Tom. Uh, I don't know what that means. Engines of, like, you mean consequences of evolution? Like, yeah. Driving and? evolution? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, like, if you believe in a God, they're, they're the commands of God, so. Gotcha. From Pivot Cryroy, uh, Cryroy, for five euros, they say, would it be very nice if Ken would stop debating against the straw man atheist and address T-Jump properly. Uh, they are disappointed with what they consider is dishonesty here. Would I agree. Yeah, even though there's no universal imperative against dishonesty on atheism. But the point is, That's the straw man. I've interacted with atheists uh, thousands of them, literally thousands for decades. And so when Tom gives me this myopic, uh, subjective uh, opinion of what it is, I know for a fact that there's a wider slot. That's why I'm talking about 
or mentioned before that there's denominations and sects. Um, so every atheist demands that I adhere to their myopic definition of atheism. And obviously that's just uh, fallacious because I don't accept their self-appointed pseudo-authority. Um, I'm talking about the implications of, of atheism based on what it is au fond, right? At the very outset, it's a worldview that fails before it even begins. It's such a collapsed mess that that's why Tom ends up saying, well, we need to import other stuff into it in order to build something that we then end up calling something like uh, objective atheist uh, morals or ethics or something, right? They have to uh, beg, borrow, and steal from elsewhere just to fill the gaps in their collapsed worldview. Course. Nope. Atheism had those all originally. Uh, Christianity stole from atheism. And when you're talking to somebody, you have to address their worldview, not somebody else's. It's literally what a straw man is. So if I said Christianity is the belief that Jesus drowned babies, and if you don't accept that, then you're not accepting true Christianity. That's called a straw man. It's not me being a good debater. So you need to learn how to actually accurately address the position that you're talking to, not make up your own position of what you think it should be. Right. So this wasn't better ethical foundations. Tom Jump's subjective interpretation of uh, atheism or Christianity. It was atheism. Okay. What I just and said. from Cameron. Okay. From Cameron Hall for 199. They say, Ken, is it unethical to eat crab because the Bible says so? Is it? Uh, present tense? No. Um, it was, oh, this is tricky, um, because of the issue of the biblical religion versus rabbinic Judaism, which is the majority form today, but, uh, for a place and a time and a culture and a people who agreed to adhere to certain laws, it was unethical for them. Um, to those to whom it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply. Um, so, for instance, I, as a Jew, I'm not an ancient Israelite in an ancient culture, in an uh, ancient uh, monarchy, in the, in the ancient land of Israel, having agreed to adhere to those laws. So, it's okay for me. You guys and, of that? course, yeah, go ahead. The car? Yeah, we can get the car. Anyways, uh, from Mr. Monster, for $5, they say, is it ethical for an all-powerful God to destroy its creations? Right, so that's something I referred to at the outset, which is that it's um, the one who gives life has something to say about the life that was given. That's That was my initial statement. So, yeah, by definition then if God wanted to destroy his creation, then it, that's what it is, his creation. It is his, it pertains to him, yes. Gotcha, from Coffee Mom for one ninety nine. they say, have you actually read the Bible? It's not ethical. Um, have I read the Bible? Yes, and a mere assertion, it, there's nothing there for me to respond to. It's a subjective personal opinion du jour based on hidden assumptions that it's not ethical. So I could just just respond by saying, yes, I've read it, and yes, it is ethical. Next. 
Gotcha. And that is the end of the super chat. So if you have a super chat for one of tonight's debaters, fire into the old live chat and it will go straight to the top of the list. It will be the next thing we ask. But we will go ahead and go to the unpaid questions from uh, Wakfu Guides. They ask, does TGEM understand that in insults and interruptions don't advance or progress the conversation? Uh, does he understand that gibberish doesn't advance the conversation? So if insults can actually get the person to address the argument, then it's better than listening to gibberish. And I only insult people when they don't actually address the argument. And now we get a good definition of how Tom decides what's better or worse. And so that pretty much helps no. us collapse his concept of ethics because obviously what he considers better is just another subjective interpretation. How are you so dumb? Like literally nothing I said had anything to do with moral obligation. That was all logic. Gotcha. I believe that. From Owen Grant, they say, slavery is acceptable in the Bible. Is that ethical, Ken? So, unfortunately, that's one of those incredibly complicated topics because you're just uh, employing a vague, generic, subjective English term, and you're actually compounding a lot of different categories and collapsing them into this one single thing. So, um, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier as an example of Tom making very saturating, succinct statements with a bunch of assertions and fallacies. So it, it leaves it to the, um, uh, to the one he's debating against to spend a lot of time really unpacking things very carefully. So I would have to know what you mean. But um, basically, I mean, um, it's difficult to even answer because I literally don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what form of uh, anything you're talking about, but as a very basic, basic principle that might just miss the whole point since I really don't know what you're asking about. Uh, we're dealing with a system of recompense for, um, you know, God bless you, for finances and the output of work. And so, this is how people uh, dealt with, uh, for instance, being in debt. You're in debt and you can't pay it. Well, you're going to make yourself into, quote, unquote, a slave to pay it off. Or you're going to be um, an enemy combatant. Well, there's a price to be paid for you putting your energies towards trying to uh, destroy the Israelites. And I mean, again, it's very difficult to, to discuss something so generic but the concept would be uh, a styled cost-benefit analysis. And how is it that you're going to repay uh, the actions you've taken or the situation that you're in? It's very, very rough. I mean, I'm... All right. From Alyosha for $10, they say, going back to Nietzsche's warning, is the 20th century's experiment with atheism in its various iterations, the Soviet Union, etc., any evidence of some possible issues? No, because those weren't models of atheism. Those are models of communism. If we look at models of atheism, which are the current um, majority secular nations in the world, they do better off in literally every statistic. So there's this uh, silly theist idea that communism equates to atheism. It doesn't. All right. 
Gotcha. Well, fortunately, we have the words left behind to us by those atheists who told us why they were doing what they were doing. And in fact, um, a form of atheism would equate to, uh, to materialism and um, communism is literally premised on materialism. No, it's not. Uh, secondly, the fact that there are some atheists that do. No, it's not. You're, you're just. No, it's not. No, it's not. They are the ones explaining that. Oh my God, you're dumb. No, it's not. Why they did what they did, and yeah, you're coming along saying, no, that's not why you did what you did. Yes, it's not why they did what they did. We know it's not. This is the we have academic papers the way that has nothing to do with atheism. What they did what they did has nothing to do with atheism. You're ignorant. Like for example, so, Stalin murdered people because he uh, used lysenkoism as his basis for growing crops, which then caused star starvation because he didn't acknowledge science. Atheists today acknowledge science. No, it has literally nothing to do with atheism. We know it has nothing to do with atheism. You're ignorant of the topic and shut up. Um, so we know for a fact. Wait, 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 wait. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. The fact uh, that you can list a stop, stop. question is for me. Shut up. Shut up. Ken, the question is for T Jump, so we're gonna have to let him get the last word anyway. So dumb, dumb Ken. So as the fact that you can list one person who was an atheist and who did a bad thing doesn't mean atheism tends towards bad things. In order to make that argument, you would need to make a generalization based on the number of all atheists. But if we look at all atheists and all religious people, guess what? Religious people do more crime. Atheists make up 0.4% of the population of prisons. If atheism was the cause of greater violence, then guess what, kiddo? We'd see a proportional amount of statistics that atheists would do more crimes. So the fact that it doesn't seem that way and the fact that all the evidence indicates Christianity causes more crime, if your own argument disproves your own dumbass point. Atheism has nothing to do with communism and equating the two is asinine. All right, and the last super chat of the night from the Crawdaddy zero two nine. Well, actually, they'll be the second to last one uh, from Ken. They say to Ken, "Would you be my slave by the rules in Exodus twenty one?" Um, I would have to read that entire chapter to really answer you, but no, I don't owe you anything, so I'm fine. Thank you very much. All right, and the last one from Dustin Robbins for ten dollars. They say. Ken, do you think the innate disposition of matter being matter slash being to organize itself into ever more complex forms, even ever developing conscious ones, could provide an objective, godless ethical basis? Well, the problem is you're begging way too much. I mean, you're asking if an eternal... Um, Uncaused, first cause, piece of matter that's not personal or, or, or a literal nothingness can accidentally become something else. I mean, it, it's too wide a scope. There's too many uh, bags of the question along the way. I don't, I don't see how how that's coherent. Um, to, just to just to uh, again postulate an extremely long bottomless pit of assertions to then end up in hey now we have a model and we're going to demand that people adhere to it because it's possibly possible that's probably could be maybe all right and that is the end of our super chats and on and the end of our questions so before we go i just want to thank the moderators in the chat
Thank you to James in the audience and uh, for creating this platform. Thank you to everybody in the audience, everyone who sent in super chats and elevated the conversation. Thank you to the debaters, T Jump and Ken. You guys are the lifeblood of the show. Uh, so to everybody who is in the audience, like it if you loved it, share it if you want to spread it, and subscribe as we have many more debates coming your way, including on the 21st, Vosh versus Daniel Akikachu at 7 p.m. Is porn bad? So like and subscribe so you will check that out when it comes out. And uh, thank you, everyone. Have a great night. And remember to keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. Have a great you all night. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Kaz. Thank you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.